This is the Tribune Audio Network. Hi. Hi. How are you? That was a very mild hi. Hi. Hey. Yo. Yeah. (laughs) What's Um, going on? Nothing. It's another week. It's another day. We're back to the grind. We're here. It's awesome. We're we're back at my house. Yes, we are. And I feel like it's um interesting cuz for the last 2 weeks we've recorded on Tuesdays and we mm-hmm. also release on Tuesdays, so it's like weird yeah. cuz we're doing it on the day we just released. It's the last episode. It's crazy town, but it's fine. Yeah, it's good. It's Whatever. good. Let's talk about our wine. Let's. Oh wait. Oh, this is Sip Survive Repeat <laughs> and I'm Danelle. I'm Jenny. And I'm Kenny. And if you didn't know that was Kenny, then just you might want your ears listening. checked. You might want your ears checked. <laughs> right. You might want to get your hearing checked. <laughs> yeah. So we are sipping on a um, a wine that's called 19 Crimes. Where'd you get this from? I got it from my mother-in-law. Oh, um, this shout is the out. mother-in-law wine. Yep. Shout out to Becky um, or Rebecca uh, Ritley. And she told me that her um, co-workers and her listened to our podcast. <gasps> so I think that's really sweet. And she bought us the 19 Crimes in kind of honor of our podcast. So. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah. Uh, what kind of 19 Crimes is it? It's a red blend. Nice. And, I love red blends. Um, is that bad that I like red blends? Does that mean you're like less of a connoisseur? No, I think red blends are like a newer up and coming, not up and coming, but like, like no, I thing. think like you're more savvy with the red blend. Oh, Maybe. I just, I mean, don't I listen like to just, me. I don't know. We don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. We just like wine. We have no idea what we're saying. This is a great, I mean, <gasps> I've had 19 crimes. Question. Before, have you so. downloaded the app? No, I haven't. <laughs> have you? I did because I wanted to show my stepdaughter. Is that wrong to show your stepdaughter an app of a wine no, bottle? No, I've heard of it, and I had every intention to download it, but I just never did. It's pretty cool. It's like a virtual reality situation. Kenny, have you heard of this? I have no idea what you're talking about. <gasps> oh, after we're done recording, I'll do the app on this. And it like looks like the guy on the 19 Crimes bottle comes alive and talks to you. Oh, interesting. Like VR, like, okay. ooh, he, get, he tells you like your, his story or something like that? Yeah, I've never done it, but I've heard. And it's an Australian wine. I do know that. The 19 Crimes. Uh, I did series is from Australia. Yeah, it's a good so. little quick like ten or fifteen dollar bottle. I like fifteen dollar bottle. Make things up. I think I see the word Australia on the back. With your, but I believe with you. your eagle vision. Did you not laser see eyes? That? My name is Kenny. I'm 24. <laughs> and my vision is perfect. <laughs> Jenny's like, let me get my readers out. Shit, <laughs> you guys. I mean, we're the same age, so I'm also well, cracking on myself. You're currently a little younger than I me. I am a little younger than you. I'm the oldest at this current moment. Mm. Um, okay, so what's anything good going on? I mean, I know Callie was not feeling herself as the of dog's late. been sick. She's had massive diarrhea for two days. Amazing. Um, it's always it's the best. Been, it's been lovely. And um, we are, I was just telling Jenny and Kenny, we're getting our pool saltwater converted. Yay! Which is cool. Which is not and what's a, the reason for that again? So it's taking too much chlorine to chlorinate it. I don't yeah. know. It's doing. It's not sure. Doing, it's something's off with it. But to get it salt water converted is not that expensive. Cool. And you use less chlorine, so it's better for you. Mm-hmm. And it's better for your like it has the pay, same pH level as the tears in your eyes so you can open up your eyes underwater too so it's just better for you so it's basically like clear eyes you're gonna have a pool full of clear eyes (gasps) eyes. can we get that guy to come out and Uh do like a commercial yeah perfect Uh so that's exciting i'm excited about that and how long does it take do they have to pump all that out no they just add a little machine in the near the pipes and just pop it in there 
But it's not like <laughs> they ocean just water. Throw, they just take salt shakers and really they stand around the edge and just Really, they're just going to come over and dump like table salt in my pool. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. A bunch of little girls in raincoats show up with the little salt yes, thing and, and dump, dump it, in. it in there. Perfect. It's not like if you taste the water, it doesn't taste like salt. So it's not like being in the no, ocean. No, no. That's okay. not like a real, real saltwater well, pool. I know it sounds a lot fancier of, than it a is. A lot of cruise ships have saltwater pools. Because I think it's actually, but I actually think that is seawater. It's probably the real deal. Yeah. I think it's like Maybe, filtered no. seawater. I'm making all of this Which up. Which would be really cool. I'm an idiot. Can I get that transported here? Filtered <laughs> Just put Lake Erie water in there. It'll be fine. Yeah. Delicious. Just, who cares? Delish. Kenny, what's up with you? Uh, I got nothing new. Do you have any weddings? Bachelor party this weekend. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, Where? we're more excited about that, huh? Oh, way more excited. Is it here that. or is it a in destination? Columbus. Okay. Oh, so. It's like a semi-destination. Like for Kenny, it's usually like Chicago, Columbus, or like Putin Bay. Have you done Putin Bay yet? I haven't done Putin oh, Bay. Okay, no. I made that up. It's a shit show in Putin Bay for bachelor and bachelorette parties. I know. No thanks. <laughs> I did it. I was I the thing is I was too old, I think. And I, I also took a Xanax and then drank a bunch. You yeah, shouldn't do, do that. that. Probably don't do doesn't that. help. No. Does don't do help. that. That's when you black out. I won't do Put-in-Bay. They're the islands up here in Lake Erie. I won't do it unless it's on a weekday now. It's too... Yeah, we take the kids during the day yeah. on a weekday. I don't want to be a part of all that. And we just like bum around and like, I'll get a glass of wine or I'll get a beer yeah. or whatever, but it's not... But I'm not going to enter the booty dancing contest that happens on Friday <sighs> or Saturday nights at Put-in-Bay. Listen. No thanks. I feel no like I, I feel this. like I'd be good at it, but you nah. would. But I, nah. <laughs> no thanks. You know what we should do after this is you need to video dance. my dance moves, and we'll put it on the Patreon. Guys, <laughs> this is epic because you're really good. You're really good. I don't know. I feel like it's, I'm losing my touch no. as I get older and dance less. You guys be the judge. You you be the judge and jury. <laughs> you tell us <laughs> what do you want. Um. Okay. So bachelor party this weekend for Kenny. Um, per usual, my husband is traveling. It's never ending. I wish it would, but single motherhood at its <laughs> finest. Ah, Declan's head looks a lot better. I did it post does, a picture before and after. Yes. So I, sh- I post a picture today of, cause we released the episode where you guys gave your reactions to his head. So I posted that. Um, so now we just need to, I'll post a, an after. And your sunglasses look so cute. Oh, thank you. I yes. Uh, so if you guys don't know, we, we actually have a sponsor cause we're cool like that. Um, it's chic shades. It's with a Z H I C S H A D E Z.com. Um, and they have sunglasses and they have all kinds like, um, inexpensive ones that are like trendy and cute. Um, expensive ones. When I say expensive, I mean like, I don't know, like one fifty ish. Yeah. Um, so not like, not like Gucci or something, but you but know, still, something if frames. you lose them or sit on them, you'll be pissed. Yeah. Um, and they have a promo code that they gave us for you guys to use. So you should, uh, check them out. They are, uh, promo code is 20% off and you use sip survive on the website. Um, so again, it's chicshades.com and shades ends with a Z. Uh, so that's our sponsor and we want to make sure you guys uh, check them out. And I did post a picture of me and my new sunnies. Mm, I'm calling super them. Cute. I'm starting hashtag SSR sunnies. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. I still haven't ordered mine. I, I have every intention. I will do it. But I, I would like ones. to say if you guys do get them, make sure that you use hashtag SSR sunnies because I feel like they would love that publicity. 
yeah. they're our sponsor. They want they want people to see you. They want to co-brand with and us. And it helps us. Yeah. It helps, you know, it helps, it a little, it helps us sip survive people. are supporting us. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. It's promo code SIP survive. <laughs> SSR. Um, what else? Uh, I feel like there was something else I was going to bring up today. I really don't remember what it was. So anywho, should we just get into let's it? Let's do it. Let's just okay. get into it. Let's quit BSing and just get into survival. Who's first? Well, I think it, we're kind of, we don't know if this episode is going to come out first or the one where we recorded two last week. Yeah. So I don't think it really matters. Let's go Danelle. All right. Because okay, you know what yeah. we're doing. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Danelle's um, going first. Okay. So I had another story written partially. Okay. And then I texted Kenny last night and I was like, I hate this story. I'm not doing it. Not that I hate it, but it was just like, I'm not doing it. I'm doing something else. This so. was the first time Danelle worked ahead more than two days. Holy uh-huh. shit. And uh-huh. she decides to change it yeah. oh my the God. day before. Uh-huh. <laughs> Actually, I sent Kenny the story last week. So yesterday he was like, hey, what story are you doing? And I was just like, I sent it to you last week. Like kind of bitchy. And then Kenny, but Kenny's probably thinking like, yeah, but you've never sent it to me that early. So how am I supposed to remember? And then last <laughs> night at like 10, I was like, I'm changing my story. I'm doing something different. So here we go. I love it. So these are, mine's like a compilation. So these are the top 12 most famous alien abductions. Oh my God, you went there. <laughs> because I was going to do The Fire in the Sky, if you guys have not seen that movie. I have not. You haven't seen it? I don't it? think so. Kenny, we, we talked about this. You haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, no. Okay. I may have, it sounds familiar, but I don't, if I it's did see it, it was on a very long story. time ago. I cover his in this a little bit, but it doesn't even do the movie justice. And I did read like a quarter of his book last night. I like got, went down the rabbit hole. Oh so, shit. <laughs> that's why I stuck with the compilation. Cause I'm like, this is more, I feel like more interesting. So number one is, um, I don't have all 12 in here cause I picked through the, some of them were yeah. just bleh. Okay. So <laughs> number one is the Allagash alien abductions. And this was in 1976. Four friends in their early 20s mm-hmm. went camping in rural Maine, which sounds terrifying because I just feel like rural Maine I feel like is camping. like misty and like foggy and just no camping cold. sounds terrifying. Yeah. And camping <laughs> and cam- it's, this wasn't glamping. This was the if 70s. There's a tent involved. This is a tent I'm sleeping out. bag. Hard pass. Yeah. No thanks. <laughs> so um, on the second night, they noticed a very bright light, but nothing more. And on the third night, they decided to try um, night fishing, which mm-hmm. sounds equally awful. Mm-hmm. Um, in the canoe, they noticed a bright light again. And one of the men used a flashlight to flash um, like an SOS pattern in the sky. Oh. Just like, I think he was just like being funny or whatever. Sure. You know? So um, the light then expanded and enveloped all four men Uh-oh. so it sounded like it like responded back to the sos that he wrote with his flashlight Uh-oh. um the last thing they remember is they woke up back at their campsite with no recollection of what ended up happening with the light or how they got off the water so they don't remember getting off the boat none Wait, of them did they take xanax and then drink this is the 70s do you think maybe they took some mushrooms <laughs> maybe some um what is it acid acid they dropped they dropped acid i think that's so what the kids say so here's the thing i'm a believer but i'm not like yeah, i was going to ask not you saying all these things are what, how do you feel about it i don't know i just feel like i definitely feel like there's other beings out there do i think they've made contact with earth maybe i'm more skeptical about that but i'm yeah. i'm for sure 100% there's we aren't the only beings no, out there no we're not that special no 
So wait, th- Earth isn't the center of the universe. No, I know a shocking. We like to think that, and <laughs> shocking, right? I also think with technology and so many, everything's on camera, and everyone has a camera in their purse or hand or whatever right. at all times. We would catch something. I, so I think that's so. where my skepticism comes in, but. Yeah. I think still find it interesting. So um, let's see. I lost my spot. So that's the last thing they remember. They woke up um, back at their campsite. No recollection of what happened and how they got off the water. Um, The fire that they stocked up before they left um, was completely burned down to the embers. Ooh. So either they had started a fire. So something weird. So in all these stories that I'm I'm going to tell, like there's one theme in that there's like a lapse of time. That they can't that they can't like figure, figure out, out like how many days have passed or hours have passed or whatever. Oh shit! Okay. So the aftermath. Um, Jack was the first to start having nightmares, and in these dreams, he saw beings and long necks and large heads. He saw um, the beings examining his arm, mm. while his other friends sat on a nearby bench, not able to intervene. So maybe kind of like that sleep paralysis type of feeling. Oh God. I have like um, goosebumps right now. This is yeah, like creepy. I, this is why I was getting into it last <laughs> night and I was just like, Oh my God, I'm excited. So, um, the beans had large beings had large, they metallic, weren't beans. They were beans guys. <laughs> These weren't refried Lima beans, beans <laughs> kidney beans, black beans, you know, pinto beans. <laughs> um, they had large metallic glowing eyes with no lids and their hands were insect like with four fingers and the other three men were experiencing very similar dreams with short mental clips of that night on the lake. Ooh. And then... Um, were they inside of like a ship? Like a spaceship? I don't think they got that far. Like it's just basically the mem- the memories that came back to them. So okay. um, yeah. So the, the description of the aliens was consistent with all four men. And they were actually artists as well, the men. Oh, and they convenient. were all yeah, they were all able to make detailed sketches of the entities oh. and the craft. It says the craft in here. So there was some description of the craft. Yes. And the instruments that they used to examine them. Mm-hmm. And all of their images were very um, comparable. Oh. So I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. It could also be planned and a hoax still, but it's kind of weird that they all like drew similar images and yeah, you know, I don't know. When um, was this? The sixties. This was the seventies. Okay. Yeah, a lot of these are from the seventies. But um, let's see. This is why I'm also concerned because I feel like the seventies there was a lot of recreational drug use. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm so, sure you guys all saw a lot of aliens, lots of things. He did. Um, the one guy did say that um, he. Uh, hold on, I'm losing all my places. Okay. He did say, I don't have my mouse today, that uh, the examining table that the aliens examined them on looked like a vet's like metal table, like when you take your dog to the vet or your cat yeah. to the vet and they have that metal table. So yeah. it was very similar to that, like the feel and the coldness and the, the look of it. And then also he said he could not put an exact image on the aliens. It almost looked like it was like a fuzzy, like it sounded like a fuzzy radio station and almost that it was like a blur in his eyes. So he could okay. see them, but he couldn't really like make out what they look like. Um, and after psychiatric examinations, all four men, all four men were deemed to be mentally stable and they all passed lie detector tests. Oh shit. All four of them. Okay. All right. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Okay. Okay. So the next one is that I'm going to totally mess this up. Pasacodola alien abduction, whatever. Amazing. So nailed it. Um, in 1973, again, Mm -hmm. two coworkers were fishing again. 
off a pier. Do you think aliens really like fish? Maybe. Anywho, go ahead. Um, so they were fishing on a pier in some river um, when they heard a buzzing sound and saw flashing blue lights. Mm-hmm. And a UFO appeared and three humanoid creatures dragged them on board. I think it's interesting when it's multiple people are involved. Because how do yeah. you get your other two friends to never crack or like, you know, 30 years later be like, oh yeah, we totally made that story up. So. Right. Right. I, I'm kind of buying some of this. So um, let's see. Three humanoid creatures dragged them on board, and inside the craft, they were examined for about 20 minutes before being levitated back to the pier. Oh, this is the one I love. So this is interesting. So afterwards, they went to the police station mm-hmm. and to write a report because they were so freaked out on what happened, and the, de- the detective left them alone in the room, um, and their conversations were unknowingly recorded. And this is what the guys were like talking about when they didn't know anybody was listening. Uh-oh. So Charlie says, I've never seen nothing like that before in my life. You can't make people believe. And then Calvin, I don't want to keep sitting here. I want to see a doctor. And then Charlie says, they better wake up and start believing. They start. They better start believing. And then Calvin said, you see that damn door come right up? I think he was describing the spaceship. And then the other guy said, I don't know how it opened. I just don't know. And then Calvin says, it just laid up. And just like that, those sons of bitches, just like that, they came out. So they're basically going back and forth talking about how scared they were and how no one's going to believe them. And I just think there's some truth to that if that they thought nobody was listening to them. And here they are just like right in shock and all. Um, and then Charlie ends the conversation saying, I was paralyzed right then. I couldn't move. They won't believe it. Um, they're not going to believe any of us. Um, basically, I guess people will find out whenever they're visited. That's how they ended up there. And then the police came in and whatever. Um, okay. Next one. So Betty and Barney Hill alien abduction. So, um, this was in 1961, Mm -hmm. a married couple, um, both normal by all accounts and sounds like they have their own TV show. Right. Exactly. Totally. Betty and Barney Hill show. They were leaders in their community. Mm-hmm. If that means anything. Um, they were draw- driving home from a vacation at Niagara Falls when they saw what they thought was a falling star, um, but it moved around in the sky and began to grow bigger. So they decided to drive slowly along the road and follow the light as it grew closer. That seems like to a them terrible in the sky, plan. No, no. Eventually stopping in the middle of the highway as the object hovered only 80 to 100 feet from them. Go, run. Don't stop. Don't stop. Pull your Ugh. iPhone out. Oh, wait. It's probably. No, it's in 61. This is so. 61, so never Pull mind. out your rotary phone. Pull Let's out go. that VCR, that camera. I don't even think those were around <laughs> no. in the 60s. Damn it. God, um, damn it. Not, at, not at least to like in homes. Well, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Okay. So it turns out that um, Barry, the husband, wants to go scope out the craft and gets out of the car. And his wife is like, get your ass back in the car. What are you thinking? Like, stop. And then all of a sudden, a trip that should have taken them three hours from their way home mysteriously took them seven. So all of a sudden, this car thing happened, and then they both wake up, and they are um, back at their house <gasps> seven hours later. And they do not, neither of them remember how they are got there. Are they still there. in the car? They're still in the car. Jeez. And so they kind of just wake up. Okay. Um, so... The Hills assert that they had some odd sensation and impulses that they could not really explain. Um, For example, Betty insisted that her luggage be kept near the back door rather than in the main part of the house once they got home. Um, Their watches would never run again, the watches they were wearing that night. Um, 
Barry noted that the leather strap for the binocu- for his binoculars were torn. Um, so he must have had him around his neck or like close to him in the car, but the straps were torn. Nothing says casual, like binoculars <laughs> around the neck while like, driving. Like now we have phones near us. Barry had binoculars near him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if he needed to see something far away? This is kind of, this is really weird. So, um, not this part, but the toes of his best dress shoes were scraped and they were not scraped before. This is the weird part. So Barry says he was compelled to examine his genitals in the bathroom compelled yes what does that i don't mean? know here's the thing i'm gonna say that doesn't sound that off for like dudes but i don't know kenny sorry i wasn't paying attention <laughs> Jesus. I, heard, I heard you say genitals so I don't, and then he's like what i don't want to come into this conversation not knowing exactly <laughs> what we're talking probably about for the best. probably for the better so he had some weird urge to examine his genitals um, oh no that's not weird for dudes okay. i was gonna say yeah. that doesn't sound wrong they took weird. long showers I mean, um, that seems good. They both drew pictures of what they had, had observed, and their drawings were strikingly similar, although they could have... Okay. Um, perplexed, the Hill said they tried to reconstruct the chrono- the chronologically uh, events that they witnessed that night. Yeah. Um, but if, immediately after they heard the buzzing sounds, their memories became incomplete and fragmented. Um, they vaguely recalled, you know... A, moon shapes sitting on the robe. Barry recalled, you know, screaming certain words like, no, not again, not again. So as time is going on, memories are starting to come back to them. Um, let's see. So Betty awoke one night and placed the shoes and clothing she had worn during the drive, um, into her closet and observing that the dress was actually torn at the hem and the zipper and the lining. And later when she retrieved the, the items from the closet, so she'd stored them away and then after she thought about it I don't know how much time went by she took them out of the the closet and noticed that there was a pinkish powder on her dress Hmm. and um for some dumb reason she hung the dress um on the clothesline and the pink powder blew away I mean why would you do that just go get it examined or just put it in a bag Betty until there's forensics available (sighs) um so yeah so five okay so she did have five laboratories have conducted chemical and forensic analysis on the dress Mm. and um nothing conclusive has come back however there were also shiny um circles on their car trunk that had um, not been there before that day and um betty and barry experimented with a compass around these circles and the compass would never move close like so for example if they placed the compass near the spots the compass would like start circling in like weird directions from the hood of his car so just weird shit was happening Mm -hmm. um as time passed betty and barry remembered more and more details of their abduction and they drew a map of the solar system constructed by the um their therapy sessions which i think is kind of spooky so this is the path oh. that they said that they traveled that night in the spaceship. Oh. Okay. okay. Interesting. Great. Okay. Yeah. Great. Great, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll just post this later because it's really interesting. <laughs> it's an amazing it's, photo. It's, uh, it's something. Okay. Next one. Let's see. This is about, this is the uh, Brazilian farmer who was working at night because it was too hot to work during the day, which is pretty smart. Um, I agree. He saw a red star in the sky. As the light grew larger and closer, he tried to drive away in his tractor. Those are kind of slow, so I'm not sure 
But I'm sure he looked good doing it. His tractor died. And then, so he tried running away, and he said he was accosted by four humanoid creatures that dragged Mm -hmm. him into the now-landed aircraft. Mm. And they stripped him, covered him with a weird gel, and then took blood samples, which is where things get even more weird. Um, A female humanoid uh, creature appeared, they had sex. Oh, no. And some funky hand motions followed that she was speaking to the other humanoids. And he knew immediately that it, the, the creature had been impregnated. She was pregnant with his kid. This one's weird. Okay. So, um, <laughs> and then he said, um, then they gave him a tour of the spaceship and dropped him off. He went on to become a lawyer and have a family. So he's not like a... So he doesn't know where his alien baby is? No. And he... (laughs) Guys, he's at the top 12, okay? (laughs) Alien babies! Which one's this one? Um, Okay. This is a forestry worker who goes MIA for five days. So um, I believe this is one that... Yes, this is the fire in the sky one. Um, So it's about 7.30 p.m., and one of the crew members called the police department and the crew member initially reported that only one of the logging crew was missing. So there were four guys, one of the loggers was missing and, um, they met the police, they met the police officers at the shopping center for some reason. And they told the police officer that, uh, his friend was basically taken by a spacecraft. You just got to watch the movie, but basically what happens is they were leaving the logging company and um, they saw this giant aircraft in the sky. So they stopped to check it out. And the main character, Walter, um, he goes out and checks it out and the spacecraft takes him for five days. And oh. he's legit missing for five days. Oh. And his friends... Um, report it and they're in distress and they're crying and they're scared and he shows up five days later and he doesn't remember any of it or anything and then as time goes on he's recalling it how they like tested him cut his eyes open um they did all sorts of crazy things to him um they all also passed lie detector tests as well oh lord so yeah um okay i don't want anyone to cut my eyes open profusely um maybe i'm infected by an alien baby i don't know um, okay, so this one's good too. So Linda Napolitino, uh, she was is one of the most well-documented UFO abduction cases when she claimed to have been kidnapped out of the window of her Manhattan apartment by a flying saucer. Uh-oh. So she describes her time with the aliens as she's standing up on nothing, and they take her all the way up, way above the building, And all she can think to herself is like, oh my God, I hope I'm not going to fall. And the UFO opens up almost like a clam and then she's inside. Um, She sees benches similar to benches that you would see in like a park or wherever. And that was mentioned in a previous story as well. Mm -hmm. And she noticed that the doors open up like sliding doors, which didn't exist back then. So it was kind of a weird detail, I thought. And inside are all these lights and buttons and big long tables. And um, she just remember having, she remembers having a strong feeling that she didn't want to get on the table. But um, they start yelling and like put her up there. And um, so their heads were way out of proportion, the aliens. They have very large heads with no hair. And um, they were escorting her into another craft. And um, she was just like, 
in total disarray. And there was actually two witnesses that saw this craft um, in the sky the same night. Oh. So the United Nations had also, um, I guess, proved that her claim was true, that there was an unidenti- unidentified flying object that same night. And to this day, she still has nightmares and dreams, and she's just not in a good place because of this night and what happened. And she still claims that she feels like the creatures come back and visit her from time to time. And um, she also claimed that they were the ugliest creatures she'd ever seen. Oh, well, that's so, aggressive. That's all I have. I, You know what? It sounded better in my as you, I was writing you it. You didn't but. have the uh, Zimbabwe one? No, what's that one? Ooh, this one's creepy. First okay. off, there's someone I've heard a first account from him. Shout out Za. He works for Barstool Sports, actually. Oh, hey. oh yeah. hi. He's a he's a little midget from Africa. Oh, yeah. All right, great. He's very interesting. We're supposed to be on. But uh, he uh, sure, along with 59 other kids, saw UFOs like land outside of their school. There was like. How is that in this top 12? I don't know. That's like, this is like one of the biggest sightings too. So I'm surprised it wasn't. But they saw 60 or 60 kids saw like these UFOs land, these creatures. What year was this? 1994. 1994. Okay. Uh, they saw strange beings that were like bouncing around like they were on the moon, but they weren't. They had long oh. heads and eyes as big as rugby balls because i guess that's a zimbabwe Listen, reference you, guys. <laughs> Can we I, get a you know what the more i'm reading all this not to interrupt you is i just i don't buy it <laughs> she's now she's talked herself into skepticism I know. everyone it, it's just really interesting that like all 60 kids have the same yeah. story yeah. to tell that's that i because all yours were like two or three which yeah. i find hard to believe but when there's 60 people you like, can't deny that but also the lie detector tests like they all pass lie detector tests i feel like there's ways to do that though yeah. although these people don't sound like they're super like well i think yeah. if they truly yeah. believe that happened too can't they pass a lie detector? yeah if you truly yeah, do believe, i think they're like breathing techniques and stuff like that you can but no do, i but. think it's more if you truly believe what you're saying so maybe mm-hmm. they really do believe like, that there was an alien. And maybe, the, yeah. who knows, you guys. And maybe there was. We don't know. The people who believe the earth is flat, they take one. They'll probably pass. Listen. Yeah, they are serious about that, too. What was that yeah. documentary we watched? Uh, about the curve. About oh, the I curve? saw that on Netflix. Or Around oh, the Curve. Around the Curve. Did you watch that on Netflix? Yes. It was very funny. It's, is it good or is it? It's good. It's good, but you need to watch it just so you can be like, what is going okay. on? So those are my survival alien stories. Survival and aliens. I mean, yes. I like As it. I'm reading through all this again and not 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, <laughs> I'm just not, it's. You're not as. I'm not as convinced, but I still think it's very interesting, and especially with all the Area 51 stuff that's going on, too. I mean, we'll which, discover if they're real in like, what, in a month? Is yeah, that when they're storming, storming it? it? The Facebook group has been formed. Okay, I'm, I'm not, not involved. Part, no, I'm not part I'm not, of it. I'm going to stay right here. I feel like I'm going to let them do the dirty work. Yeah. And let me know what they find. Bud Light is out. offering free beer to all aliens that escape Area 51. Ooh. That was going to be, be my weird news in, story, so I wanted to throw it in there. I don't think they'd be interested in Bud Light. I don't know. Maybe. I think they're going to be more like a tequila. Mm. Or they have their own weird drinks that yeah. will kill us if we drink. Or they yeah. don't have to drink. They don't talk. In a lot of these stories, they didn't even talk. Never once. Maybe because they talk without using words. Maybe they talk, mm. what is that called? Kinetically? Telepathically. Yeah. Telepathically. That's yes. what it is. That's what it is, Kenny. Or it's like the noises we can't hear. Yeah. Did like you high hear, pitched. Like, did you see that thing that drafts actually make noises? We just can't hear them. Really? Yeah. Really? It like came animals. out like just a couple weeks ago. They're like, yeah, drafts make this like super low noise that humans can't hear, but they, drafts can That's hear. how they communicate. <laughs> Is that what it sounds like? I think so. But yeah. lower. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. Off to yours. All right. 
Hey everybody, we really hope you love Sip, Survive, Repeat. Did you know that you can actually get paid just for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We just discovered this free new app called PodCoin and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to podcasts and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks. Or if you're a good person, you can even donate that PodCoin to a charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Download the app right now on your iPhone or Android and have a and we have a special code for you. Simply use our code SIPSURVIVE and you'll get 300 PodCoins just for signing up. And if you listen to enough of us on there, you can get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. You're welcome. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with code SIPSURVIVE. I swear, it'll change the way you listen to podcasts. It did for me. And me. Um, okay, so this week I focused on how adrenaline helps people in survival situations. Mm. Tell okay. me more. So I'm starting out with a story and then I'm going to talk a little bit about what adrenaline can do okay. in situations. So this starts out as one minute you're going through your daily routine, only half paying attention. And the next you're sucked into a situation where it's like intense and vivid and time moves slower and colors are brighter and sounds are more perceptible. Uh, so it's, it's kind of an interesting way to think about things because in all honesty, that's kind of how, like when I drive to work, I'm like on autopilot. I'm not yeah. paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of bad. It's just your daily motion that you do every single day. Right. So uh, the story is about Tom Boyle Jr. It was 8.30 p.m. on a summer night uh, and him and his wife were driving their pickup truck and his wife Elizabeth was driving. Okay. They were waiting to pull out into traffic at a shopping mall that they had been at uh, and they had just had dinner. The Camaro that was ahead of them hit the gas, spun his wheels, and like sped into the, the intersection. Okay. And Elizabeth said, oh my God, do you see that? Boyle glanced up and he, sh- he saw a shower of sparks flying up from under the Camaro. Mm-hmm. Then he saw something else. A bike. Oh no. Folded up <gasps> under the Camaro with the cyclist oh, pinned no. underneath. Like a bicycle or a motorcycle? Like a bicycle. Oh, Okay. So Boyle threw open his door and started running after the Camaro. Like, can you imagine this scene? No. Uh, like, like at an intersection. My, no. Okay. So for a few gruesome seconds, the Camaro continued to drive, <gasps> pulling and dragging this poor bicyclist and their bike under the car. Do you think stuck the Camaro the driver knew? I'm sure it had to sound like something. Yeah, like you, had you to, know you had to feel it. Especially Camaros are very low to the ground. Right. Like, you know if you hit anything in a low car. So gross. It was an 18-year-old. Oh. His name was Kyle Holtrust. And his legs were pinned between the chassis of the car and the frame of his bike. Oh. Uh, he had another leg that was jammed between the bike and the asphalt. Jesus. So he got dragged for about 20 or 30 feet. And then the Camaro finally slowed down and stopped. Um... Holtrust, the kid, was screaming mm-hmm. in pain. I'm surprised and, he was still conscious at that point. And he he did have his hand out and was, like, banging on the side of the car to let the driver know, like, you have to stop. What a dickhead. I am I'm under your fucking car, dude. Like, ridiculous. He probably was blaring, like, heavy metal music or oh, something. Oh, probably. I mean, relax, that buddy. That is a stereotype, people. Sorry. Relax, guy in Camaro. 
So here's what happened. Without stopping to think, Boyle reached under the frame of the car and lifted. With a sound of groaning metal, the chassis eased upward a few inches. And the guy, the 18-year-old, said, Mr. Mr. Higher, higher. (laughs) Boyle braced himself, took a deep breath, and heaved. And the front end lifted a few more inches. And the boy called out, okay, it's off me. But his voice was tight with pain, and he said, I can't move. Someone has to get me out. So the driver of the Camaro gets out of the car, runs over. Yeah, thanks for helping. Thanks for getting out of the car. Dutch. (laughs) So mean. Uh, So 40-year-old John Baguette gets out uh, and pulls Holtrust, the 18-year-old, free. Um, So about 45 seconds after he first lifted the car, Uh Boyle set it back down. Can you believe that? my God. So uh, the bicyclist was badly hurt. He was in a lot of pain. He was frightened. Um, he had blood pouring out of oh. all of his wounds. Um, Boyle knelt down, and he tried to comfort the boy until yeah. um, police and EMT arrived. And he got you know celebrated as um, like a hero. And the YMCA oh, yeah. gave him a, the YMCA gave him an award. Newspapers and TV stations were like, "Let's interview this guy." Um, he said he it flattered him. And he felt extremely proud of himself, yet he said he can't figure it out. Like, what, like what, come o- like yeah. what came over him for him to be able to do that? Yeah. He said, this was his quote, I would be such a horrible human being to watch someone suffer like that and not even try to help. Mm-hmm. But he can't quite figure out how. <laughs> he said, there's no way I could lift a car right now. I wonder what, like, does it, did it give any detail of, like, his stature? Like, how tall or, like, Yeah, any, so okay. that's what's coming next. You're, okay. It's like you're psychic. Oh, my God, I know it. Okay, so Boyle is uh, 280 pounds and 6 foot 4 inches. So he's a big guy. Yes, so Kenny is 6 foot 4. Kenny, are you going to tell us how much you weigh? 185. Okay, so this guy weighs 100 pounds more than Kenny. Yeah. That's and is lot. the same height. It's yeah. a lot more. <laughs> um, he can deadlift... He could deadlift 700 pounds. Oh, shit. So he was a weight. 705. Shut up, Kenny. (laughs) (laughs) Fact finder over here. Fact finder. Uh, And the world record is 1,008 pounds. Oh, so he's, I mean, that's not that far off. But a stock Camaro. That was my next question. Weighs 3,000 pounds. (gasps) Holy shit. And he lifted that? So even factoring in leverage, something extraordinary was going on. All right, so a stock Camaro weighs 3,000 pounds. That's fucking insane. <laughs> so even factoring in leverage, you know, because pulleys and levers and all that shit you learn in school, um, something extraordinary had happened that night. Um, and they talk about so- that something is body's fear response. And said, when we find ourselves in intense pressure, fear unleashes reserves of energy that we normally can't access. So we, in effect, become superhuman. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Kind of like, well, not really like the guy, but is it, do you think it's on the same level where the guy with the ax that just kind of went through his motion, even though like he was in so much pain? Probably. I mean, I mean yes, I know it's a, a different pain. thing. No, no, no. It's but... the same. It's the same. Okay. So in a fear situation, um, what happens is your sympathetic nervous system prepares for sustained and vigorous action. So your adrenal gland dumps cortisol and adrenaline into your bloodstream. Get it. Get All it. All together, mix it up. Mm, your blood pressure surges and your heart races and you get oxygen more efficiently to your muscles. So it's a biological equivalent of opening the throttle of an engine, which of course to me was like, huh? 
but but basically you know it's like throttle and engine what i feel like it's pouring gas on the fire right does right. that make more sense yeah okay so um there's basically uh there there's a professor his name is vladimir zatsyorsky sure uh he's a professor of kinesiology at penn state and he extensively studied the biomechanics of weightlifting and he said that uh people have something called an absolute strength and maximum force uh, that they can generate conscious exertion of will so that's basically like i know that um an ordinary person he said can uh summon about 65 percent of their absolute power in a training session Okay. That's as much as you can summon. A weightlifter can exceed 80% because they've trained trained their body to do so. And then he said, this is kind of interesting. Like in the Olympics, a lot of times records are set Mm -hmm. because the adrenaline Adrenaline is is pumping so hard. Um, So, oh, I almost just knocked my water over. Um, So he he called this when people are under pressure like that, that uh, when you're under pressure, you can improve by 12% above you're, you're normal. So an ordinary person can get to 65%, a weightlifter to 80%. So you can go 12% above Damn. that if you're in a fear or high uh-huh. pressure situation. So, um, it's no coincidence that records in athletic events are set in like the Olympics or I guess qualifiers. I never thought of that. Like, you're right. I, you, you, I always think like when I watch the Olympics or even like the, when you hear about like the Boston marathon or something like that, like they, it's their fastest time. And you think like they've trained forever. How is it their fat? Like, and that's why, because they it's just because, have so much adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah. Their adrenaline is pumping so hard and so fast. Now he did say like a woman who can usually lift a hundred pounds at the gym mm-hmm. might be able to lift 135 pounds in a frenzy or, you know, something, uh, you know, again, you're talking about her maximum level of right. strength. How much can she lift? Um, she may not be able to lift something like a 3000 pound car, but this, this guy Boyle, he could lift, he could deadlift 700 pounds. Thank so, so 3000 wasn't like a huge jump. Although in my head, <laughs> in my head, and again, there was leverage and thing. It wasn't, he was lifting it straight yeah. up. And 3, he held pounds. it for 45 seconds, which yeah. is a long time. Yeah. Oh, my muscles would be so... I mean, I went running yesterday and I tried to speed run for 30 seconds. And I remember mm. thinking like, I can do anything for 30 seconds. And it was the longest 30 seconds of my entire life. So yeah, 45, lifting a 3,000 pound car. Mm-hmm. Damn. Um, so let's see. So then I, I looked up um, what can happen. Like what are the superhuman strengths that we can gain from uh, fear situations or adrenaline bursts? Mm-hmm. So um, here's a couple the first is it might help you on a deadline. Um, do you know anyone who believes they're fast on their feet? Uh, it's not just their imagination. So when the body is flooded with adrenaline, the brain is engaged and focused. So I would agree with that. I like to wait till the last minute to do most things in my life. Me too. I'm totally a procrastinator. Yeah. And I think this is part of it because the adrenaline starts going, you're like, yes. shit, that's due. Or I have that meeting in an hour and I you have to prepare. get it done. Yeah. yeah. So um, they said research compared this boost of alertness to like drinking a cup of coffee. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, your vision gets better. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, your adrenaline is intended to get your body ready for an in, like imminent threat. Mm-hmm. Um, so it releases something that dilates the pupils in your eyes. And when your pupils expand, you'll find your vision improves by letting in more light. Isn't it crazy how our body just reacts without us even like, yeah, it's all like 
I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. So yeah. So you're, um, it said glaucoma covers, glaucoma sufferers, uh, once took synthesized adrenaline to decrease pressure in their eyes. Hmm. So I guess that was something they used to do. I don't think they do it anymore. You'll breathe easier. So stress can make hmm. you feel tightly wound. Um, but adrenaline tells smooth muscles in the body to relax. So that includes the bronchioles in the lungs. So it can make breathing easier. That's why asthma sufferers usually produce a lot of adrenaline in their bodies. Uh, and then sometimes we'll get injected with adrenaline. Oh, I to, didn't know To that. help during an asthma attack. Okay. Um, other experiences are also heightened. Um, so they kind of say a lot of people who watch horror films enjoy it. And it's kind of like, why do people enjoy it? Because it like makes your blood that. pressure going. Um, and it said the, the state of high vigilance and excitement often remains after the movie is turned off. And so they call it the excitation transfer process. And it intensifies any good or bad feelings experienced afterwards, making you come back for more. So like basically your blood pressure's up, you're all like jazzed up and that feeling continues. So you're still spooked for a long period of time afterwards. And you're like, well, if you you watch the Blair Blair Witch Project when you're in high school and then you try to go to bed at night, not a good idea. You have to sleep with all the lights on. Yeah. You just have to. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not, I'm, that's one of my personal, right. Uh, okay. Here's one that you would mention. It can block pain. So basically, um, there, uh, someone might be tough or very tough. Uh, but one of the things is when the bloodstream is saturated with adrenaline and noradrenaline, I don't know what that means. The resulting desire to stay alive often runs interference against pain. So it's like, you want to survive. And so your adrenaline is like, that doesn't hurt. You're mm-hmm. cool. You're cool. You got so like this. a lot of times when people have like bones protruding out of their skin Ugh. or, <laughs> or like a really gnarly, like the story, I don't know when I told it, it may not even be out yet. Somebody's lung was exposed in one of our stories, like stuff like that. Like people or the just BMW don't story where the yes. girl's car went over that. Yeah. Like that's one of my favorites. And she just had it. She had a broken pelvis. Basically everything was broken and she helped like pull herself. I mean, someone pulled her out, yeah, but she but helped she position helped. herself to get her out of that car. Well, and it says as you start to come down from the adrenaline rush, you're going to start feeling that pain. Yeah. So that's what painkillers are for. That's right. Um, it can boost your immune system. Huh. Okay. So it says chronic stress can drain your energy, but when released in small doses, doses, doses for short durations, <laughs> um, adrenaline can have the opposite effect. Uh, being on high alert actually boosts your immune system. So just as adrenaline primes everything else in your body to attack, Mm -hmm. it also improves the ability to fight off infections, at least Hmm. temporarily. Do you ever feel like if you're in a high stressful situation, you can feel sick afterwards? Like you don't feel so good afterwards? Yeah, but I think that's after like prolonged stress. Okay. Yeah. I think they're saying more like, um, like if you're, I feel like sometimes what happens for me is like I get really stressed getting on an airplane. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm, that's actually what I'm referring to. Cause then I get myself all worked up. I get myself all worked up, but then I, here's the thing. I take a Xanax and I, I know, calm the fuck but sometimes down. Sometimes it doesn't work for me. That's oh. how stressed out I get. Oh Lord woman. So I just feel like I get, I've gotten less colds and stuff since I started being afraid of flying, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I mean, it unfortunately started around nine 11. I got really freaked out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I don't know. They say it helps your immune system in the short term. Right. If you're stressed out for like when I get stressed at like work you get, for that's like a when you month. get like pneumonia or yeah. bronchitis or, or ear infections. Or ear infections. Like that one year. That was the worst. <laughs> All right. A couple more. Uh, you'll get to tap into a little extra strength. 
Like so, lifting a car. <laughs> exactly. So this is the one that's the most popular. Uh, a lot of people who are under stress can lift things off of people. I actually read another story um, where a hiker, a 600-pound boulder landed on him when mm-hmm. he was hiking, uh, and he was able to lift it off of himself, even though he had, like, broken stuff underneath yeah. there. Because he, the adrenaline was just that great that he could do it. Or what about the guy, um, it's a movie, where he cuts his own arm off to yeah. get out of the... 127 yeah. hours? Yes. Yes. Oh. oh I... Yeah. I don't want to cut anything off. Remember that boy in the boat that we talked about that was going to cut off his finger just so he could chew on it? Mm-hmm. Come on now. Oh, so anyway, funny. so um, it's, again, this, this article also said this is a reason why really competitive sports like the Olympics uh, produce a lot of world records records because um, it's a highly visible environment and they're not just like training or... Is that why I usually came in last place in track? Yeah. Like my adrenaline was so rushed that I like (laughs) always came in last place. (laughs) Yes. And broke my ankle on the hurdle. Got it. That's exactly it. Great. Uh, And finally, it might help slow aging. Oh, damn. (laughs) I'm like, how do I get adrenaline going? Mm, okay. My 38 year old ass needs it. Uh, so it said brief spurts of adrenaline aren't ignored by your body on a molecular level. Uh, it reacts by increasing the number of antioxidants circulating in your mm. system, uh, which combat free radicals that cause aging and tissue damage. So again, this is all like small spurts. You don't want to like live in a state right. of stress. That's different. <laughs> that causes wrinkles. Right. No, that does. So this is more like little spurts, uh, that give you like a little adrenaline rush, uh, are good. So I think, in all honesty, I think sometimes that's how I feel about like horseback riding oh. is I have moments where there's like spurts of adrenaline. Right. When but then like, you have like very like Zen like moments yeah, too. Where you're just like going. So mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, if you have something in your life that you can get kind of a little adrenaline rush, do it. Like, I don't know. It just seems like <sighs> there's a lot of benefits to it that may outweigh the the negatives. But also it's, it's interesting that people, cause I, I actually have a ton of other, I'm not going to go through them all cause this episode would last forever. Um, I have a bunch of ones like about other like, like stories where they lift stuff, lift like, stuff whatever, or yeah. like saved their dad, even though they're only 12. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if you guys ever that's have a an, good ad- topic. an adrenaline really story, yeah. um, let us know, but or I, an alien story. I love aliens. <laughs> we welcome that. <laughs> We won't, we won't call if you you've been abducted, go. please, oh please tell us. We want to know the story. Um, so anyway, so that's my I adrenaline like that. and, and how that boil guy lifted a whole flipping Camaro. I just can't believe that a Camaro A weighs 3,000 pounds mm-hmm. and then that he lifted that. I know. That's insanity. Even at 280 pounds. Did the biker pounds? live? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did the guy, I wonder what happened to the guy, the driver. I don't know. I'm sure he Let's got, just say he went to jail. He probably, I feel yeah, like that's, he probably got fined yeah. because the kid didn't die. Yeah, but ugh. yeah, I don't know. I didn't follow up on that part. All I know I mean, is that guy lifted the car. The kid lived. Everybody went on with their day, mm-hmm. but nobody, I mean, he was so in awe that he lifted a 3000 pound Camaro. Oh yeah. And I say kudos. Yeah. Nice job. Nice job. What are you mm. doing later? Hey, let's, <laughs> let's go to Red Robin. <laughs> I just think of Red, when I think of you, I think of Red Robin because <laughs> I went through a phase, you, you guys. love Red, you Every, anytime I talk to Jenny, I was like, what are you doing on tonight? And she'd be like, oh, I'm going to Red Robin. <laughs> Endless Fry Basket or whatever you'd say. I love their Whiskey River Barbecue Burger. There are onion straws on it. I mean, and who doesn't love a good onion straw? Damn it, they're good. And then I get it with um, 
sweet potato fries instead of the regular fries because then I feel they're like they're not as bad for you well and I also feel like the burger is like salty and delicious and yeah. then the fries are like sweet and mm-hmm. amazing it's like a good combo oh. Todd and I are gonna make fried chicken this week ooh girl like deep fryer chicken <gasps> do you Never have made a deep fryer no but we're gonna use like we have a tall pan and I yeah. bought like the foo-foo-y Crisco like it's oh, the, the oh. spectrum Crisco yeah, yeah. and I bought like a big thermometer and we're gonna make like old school deep fried chicken tell me how Never it is take it. pictures I want to see this all right it could be a disaster my kitchen might catch on fire let's try not I've to do done that. that before so I have caught a do you stove have a fire, fire extinguisher available I do yes great okay yep. mm-hmm. I feel better about it now great <laughs> Kenny what's your weird story okay so a woman in Georgia received cold fries from mcdonald's mm. Mm. Psh, tragedy yeah what did she do next bitch slap that cashier <laughs> <laughs> oh man um let's see she got cold fries <gasps> did she put them in her bra to warm them up interesting take so <laughs> <laughs> it's probably better than my punch out the cashier i just feel like someone Maybe would be they do like that, enraged though. with that. I don't yeah. know. I've seen people do or throw I mean, a milkshake. They could throw a milkshake on somebody because mm-hmm. that's like a, a mean new thing to do, which mm-hmm. I think is weird. So first, you know, she left with the order, discovered they were cold. She mm-hmm. came back demanding a refund. The owner as, or the manager went to get new fries. Then the woman went into the kitchen and fired a gun <gasps> into the floor. No! Over fries? Woman. The owner then gave the woman a refund and she left. Police later arrested her. Yeah, they did. You can't shoot a gun in McDonald's. Over French fries. Over French fries. <sighs> no. I do love McDonald's French fries, I do, too. Though. If there's any fry that tastes okay cold, it's probably it's McDonald's. McDonald's, too. Yeah, Especially I mean... Especially, like, the softer ones. I feel like they're good. Do you know what I heard a rumor? Huh. I heard a rumor that... Is it going to ruin McDonald's French fries for me? I don't think it'll ruin it. Okay, go on. It's an interesting tidbit, and I don't know if it's true, so maybe... Fine. Uh, I heard that the smell of McDonald's French fries is manufactured. I would believe that. And like when they cook the fries, the smell like molecules come off the fries and make it smell so good. It's so good. And that's why they're so flipping addictive. Now I want French fries. I don't know if that's true though. Oh my God. I'm going, I'm going to get a burger tonight, even though I had a burger for lunch. I'm just eating burgers all day. Double bugger. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what she should have done? She should have got a, like a vanilla cone. Yeah. And just dip those cold fries in that vanilla cone because they're cold anyway. Have you seen when people do unicorning? No, is no. Um, it was years. It was a couple years ago, I think. I think it's called unicorning. Do they just stick a cone on their head? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you you go to a McDonald's drive-through, you order a cone, uh-huh. and when they give it to you, you grab it and you stick it on your forehead. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, but then you, I think you yell something too, like unicorn. I don't remember. Have you had a McDonald's cone recently? They're delicious. They are so good. One day it was like 90 some degrees and I went through the drive-thru after I just had Mexican food, by the way. Mm. I'm like, I just need like an ice cold I need a little thumb. vanilla cone. That thing was so good. I have not had a McDonald's cone since like, I don't know, I was 10. It really? was del- Yeah, it was delicious. There was a phase where some people that we work with were getting cones mm-hmm. on the regular. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was like $2 or a dollar or something stupid. Um, hang on one second. We have, we have a new, I have a shout out. Oh, hold on. I don't know where to I don't know where to click on this. I don't know what's happening. Kenny, edit that out. Edit edit this out where I sound dumb. <laughs> <laughs> edit or, my edit my whole story out. Or leave it. <laughs> All right. We have I don't even know if, I don't know what I'm supposed to give her. K 
Kim, Kim Hunter, Kim is doing $10 a month. Kim, what the fuck? That's amazing. You're a badass motherfucker and we love you. So let's see what she gets for $10 because I don't even remember. You know what we get for $10? Wine. <laughs> Thank you, Kim. Uh, yeah. Uh, how do I do this? Okay, so she gets... 10% off Sip Survive Repeat merchandise, which you can find on sipsurvivorepeat.com. Which is super soft and cozy. I it love is. my sweatshirt. Uh, they will get bonus Patreon content. Kim, mm-hmm. you're getting that. Uh, the love of the SSR crew forever and ever. Already happening. Mm-hmm. XOXO. Shout out on an episode. Girl, it just happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you will get a personalized video message from Callie or Donna. So we need to know which one you want that from. Uh, you get to choose an episode topic. Ooh. Ooh. And. I like that idea. And you get a free sip, survive, repeat silicone wine glass. Oh yeah. So that is, I think our top tier. So if you're interested in getting any of that stuff or get all on of it. it, get in there on Patreon and make it happen. Mm. But Kim, we salute you. Kim, thank you. <laughs> You're making our wine dreams come true. You really are. You're, you're basically, oh, Callie, Callie says thank you too. She's so excited about she's you. She's so excited. Being our Patreon. Oh my God. Um, so thank you again. We can't thank you enough to all the patrons out there that have, you know, donated to us. And if you guys want to find us on social, we're on all the socials. And we have obviously the Patreon and then the website and the merchandise and all and those things you can find us. Da, 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 da. We can't wait out. to see you next week for repeating Sip Survive. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Hey guys, it's Jenny from Sip Survive Repeat, and we love our listeners, but we want to get some more ratings and reviews. So if you guys could log on to Apple Podcasts and then give us a rating and a review, we'll send you a sticker. All you need to do is send us a screenshot of your rating and your review to either our email, sipsurviverepeat at gmail.com, or direct message us, or DM us as the kids like to say, on any social media. So all you have to do again is rate and review on Apple Podcasts and take a screenshot of that and send it to us at one of the channels I just mentioned. And we'll send you a Sip, Survive, Repeat sticker. And it's big, you guys. Size of your hand at least. So again, send it to us and we'll see you soon.